Welcome back to the LG Procast, the podcast for Victoria's local government decision makers. With meetings with our sector's senior executives, the local government minister, and our elected member counterparts on the schedule over the coming weeks, LG Pro's focus is on council culture. We discuss the issue with three unique insights today and explore the sector's next steps. This episode is brought to you by Public Sector People. They're market leaders in public sector recruitment with specialists working across the full spectrum of local government divisions, positions, and seniority. If you're looking to recruit, email info at publicsectorpeople.com.au to learn more. Now to start with a bit of a history lesson, we spoke with LG Pro President and Northern Grampian Shire Council CEO Liana Thompson back at the LG Pro Annual Conference about how the current review into council culture got started. It really came in when Sean Lean became the Minister for Local Government. He was fresh to the sector and we had our first meeting. He was a breath of fresh air, interested, had questions. So the first question he asked me, because he knew that I'd been at the city of Whittlesea, he knew that I'd been around for a long time in local government, and he asked a question that was a killer question. Has there been any research into the culture of councillors? It was within a couple of months that he came back out and said, you know, I think that there is something in this. I've now spoken to enough people and I can see, I can feel that there's something that needs to be addressed. LG Pro's 24-page report into council culture found that poor behaviour and ineffective measures to deal with it has been taking a toll in the sector. In Liana's own words... Because the impact has been quite incredible. We've seen significant turnover of CEOs. We've seen a real brain drain of people from the sector because it's just too hard. Wide consultation has found the issue resides between elected members and the administration in generally rare but particularly damaging instances. A partner and practising lawyer at Maddox, Kate Oliver points to systemic tension as a key issue in culture. I think culture is an issue in local government because we are dealing with elected representatives on the one hand and an administration which is tasked with implementing their decisions on the other. And so there is often a clash between what individual elected representatives might want to achieve and uh, the way in which that can or cannot be done from the administration's point of view. I think in a tangible sense, it can slow down the decision-making process, but it also, at the moment, I think what we're seeing is it creates really quite disruptive relationships between councillors within the councillor group, but also between councillors and members of the administration, including CEOs. So where does the breakdown in these relationships come from? We turn to a firm of organisational psychologists for answers. Here's Steeple's managing director, Hayden Frick. So civility is all around people treating each other with respect and dignity and manners. And you think, isn't that common sense? Don't people just do that? Unfortunately, in organisations where people have different objectives, different agendas, they sometimes don't treat each other with respect and with decency and manners. So what that leads to sometimes is burnout. To reduce burnout and reduce exhaustion and uh, lower wellbeing levels, one of the protective factors is teams and people treating each other with civility and respect. Both Hayden and Kate note that there's no silver bullet to tackling the issue, but they both have a sense of what needs to change and some advice on how to achieve it. I don't think that there's any silver bullet necessarily to address the conduct issue in that councillor space. I think we have to be quite aware of the fact that these are democratically elected representatives and so we can't 
easily strip the community of a representative that they've chosen. But equally, I, I do think that there can be more done around particularly, I think, continuing professional development with the councillor group, which focuses not just on their statutory role and their statutory function, but also on how they form and maintain good working relationships among their own number and, and with the organisation. The biggest lever we have is the daily habits and behaviours of leaders. 70% of culture is about the daily habits and behaviours of leaders, starting in the in a local government sense, councillors, CEO, executive team, and then it cascades through the whole organisation. So you have to make sure you tackle that. The other factors, by the way, are systems, structures, processes, that they are levers too, but the biggest lever you've got is the habits and behaviours of leaders. It's understanding group norms and group behaviours and setting the tone, helping councillors make sure that they work well together and also ensuring that there's more of a team approach between the way they work with the CEO and executive so they're actually all aligned and working together, which is difficult because a lot of the councillors have been elected based upon individual promises they've made. So it's how do they get those individual promises sort of met as well as being part of a team. Legislation is a key barrier to action, but also a potential enabler through reform. Here's Kate on how the law fares here. I think we've come a long way from where we were previously. I do think we've got better mechanisms for managing councillor conduct than we had, say, two years ago. So this new 2020 Local Government Act has taken some strides towards a better resolution of these sorts of issues. I think, though, that it doesn't quite go far enough and I think that it's enlivened really once things have gotten so bad that it's very difficult to come back from them. And so I do think that there is some work to be done in the legislative space. I think what I'd like to see is probably a bit more shape around continuing professional development, for example, for the councillor group, uh, but also a bit more around early intervention and more support probably for the CEO and the administration so that it doesn't fall entirely on their shoulders to be managing these councillor conduct issues. So what's next? We hear from Liana on the sector's next moves. Now our opportunity is to really talk with other peak bodies, other local governments and really work out what are the things that are absolutely necessary, what do we need to have changed. The Insights Report uh, point, you know, it basically tells us what it is that we said. I think there's some real opportunities to highlight some of the legislation to help grow civility within the elected reps, but also that civility between the elected reps and the administration. And there's also a capacity for us to grow our offices to make sure they are as robust and they understand the sector in which we work. LG Pro has since recommended that the Local Government Minister Coordinator Reform Committee, led by LGV, with the local government peak bodies like MAV and VLGA on board, to ensure elected member and administrative views are all taken into account. Since the sector and its peak bodies don't have the power to make legislative change, this working group would instead be able to advise the state government so that it could begin meaningful legislative reform in a model similar to the Project Control Board that successfully guided the introduction of the 2020 Local Government Act. LG Pro has already pinpointed areas that need addressing and intends to work with the sector and the state government on specific pieces of legislation, from an enforceable code of conduct to clarity around councillor and chief executive roles and responsibilities. 
The next step is a meeting this week with local government minister Melissa Horn and a broader discussion with representatives from VLGA, MAV and RCV on September 1st at the Joint CEO and Director Forum, sponsored by MacArthur and CAMS. And there's still time to register to be a part of that important conversation. But before then, thank you to our guests for this episode's interviews, to Public Sector People for sponsoring the LG Procast, and thank you for joining us. <laughs>